0: Welcome to The Savage Truth with Cicely Davis. I am your host, Cicely Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Savage Truth with Cicely Davis. I am your host, Cicely. Please like, share, subscribe, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube as we get into today's episode. Now, today's episode will be short but special. Now, a few episodes back, I spoke about my anticipation for Restoration Weekend. Well, in today's episode, I'd like to share a piece of that weekend, that experience taking you to last Friday night when I was asked to MC the evening's event. Prior to introducing the guest speaker, I gave a speech and am ecstatic to share with you that speech that I gave last Friday night. Now, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. And if you've never attended Restoration Weekend or you're listening and you missed it, well, here's a glimpse of my contribution to the restoration experience with the honor of expressing my love for America and its genesis, its very beginning. And I really do hope that when you hear this speech, you really, truly get a glimpse of me And my true passion and love and brand for my love for America, its founding, its founding fathers, and our birth certificate called the Constitution of the United States. So enjoy. And again, I ask that you please like, subscribe, share, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube as we get into this week's episode, which is a speech that I gave last Friday at Restoration Weekend. Really hope you enjoy, folks. Until next time, enjoy this speech and I'll catch up with you for episode 21. This is really great to be here. Thank you, Lonnie, for those amazing words and being so complimentary. I wanna thank Mike Finch and, and all of you that supported me and those who didn't, if you just love America, I am grateful for you and I'm happy to be here and for all of us to be here together. America, America, the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave, beautiful for spacious skies, Amber waves of grain, purple mountain majesties above the fruited plains, you know the song. One of 193 nations on the globe. We are distinct and we are unique. We are young and bold and ambitious and courageous and righteous and innovative, Judeo-Christian faith-based. We are free, we are liberated, we are capitalist, We are rich, successful, and we are exceptional, absolutely exceptional. We have this birth certificate called the Constitution, the only nation to have one and only one. We are the most creative, we are the most innovative, we are the most free, and we have the greatest heroes because of our founding fathers' commitment to form a nation that puts the people first, believing, of course, in faith, and family, and service, and country. Well, I came to appreciate that love for this exceptional nation a little late in life, and now I am absolutely on fire, because I feel like I'm in a rush, and I have a lot of making up to do. My name is Cicely Davis, my friends call me Cece. And as Lonnie said, I was born in Rochester, New York. I'm not native to Minnesota. I moved there in 1987 as a child. Yes, I was unfortunately born to a single-family household as we so often hear. And um, I received my political talk and my birds and bees talk in one fell swoop. It took about seven to 10 seconds and it sounded something like this. Okay, so when it comes to voting, it is Democrats and Republican. One is for the rich and one is for the poor. We're Democrats, that's how you're gonna vote. As far as, um, as far as the birds and the bees, just don't bring no babies up in this house. That was it, that was my rap. And I followed along, I followed along and I obeyed and I didn't deviate and I didn't question. And all through my 20s and some of my 30s, I was absolutely liberal until I met a guy. I met a guy. My husband, Brad, stand quick, 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 babe, quick, babe. We're on a time frame. (laughs) I met a guy. I met a guy who was conservative Republican. And I started volunteering as well at the St. Cloud Veterans Hospital. And I met people who were willing to give up their lives, the ultimate sacrifice for a country that they believed in, for a whole entire country of people that didn't even know. And I learned the significance of our flag. I learned about those stripes, representing the 13 colonies. And I learned about those stars, those that represent the 50 states of the Union. And I I learned about that red, hardiness and valor, white meaning purity and innocence, and blue for vigilance, perseverance, and justice. And my curiosity and my hunger grew and my love affair for the United States of America developed then. And I recognized that I was lied to, and I was manipulated, and I wanted to give back, particularly and especially because I'm a black American. And I realized something, and I came to this conclusion, that America doesn't owe me, my community, or anyone, an apology, and certainly not reparations. <laughs> America offers everyone, absolutely everyone, an opportunity and the distinct right to self-determine. That's what separates us from all others. So I talked about heroes, John Adams, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, James Madison, and George Washington, the founders. George Washington, perhaps, at least in my opinion and certainly my husband's, perhaps the greatest American who has ever lived. To to, to make my point, I ask you, who else in American history has carried the entire weight of a nation on his shoulders. Not only was George Washington a tactful politician, he was at first a warrior. And I often think of a painting that's on my husband's wall right now, it's Prayer at Valley Forge. You know that, so do I. (laughs) The painting depicts George Washington alone in a forest at Valley Forge, deep in a solemn prayer, And I think, what if, what if, instead of remaining faithful, he had just given up? Remember that the days at Valley Forge were some of the hardest and the most trying times in the Revolution. The army arrived at Valley Forge six days before Christmas. They were tired and hungry and without shelter. They had lost a string of battles that resulted in the British capturing the Patriot capital of Philadelphia. The situation was desperate and a movement by Congress was being led to replace Washington, believing that he was incompetent. We can imagine this weight would be crippling and yet he perseveres. The British believe him to be beaten, but George Washington believes in a divine destiny, a partnership with God. It is through this belief he sees his internal identity and purpose, he has a covenant to keep. He has a covenant to keep. And so Washington didn't quit. Instead, he went to his faith and he fell on his knees and he prayed that he would have the strength to lead this revolution to its final victory. Now, the exact words that he prayed that day, we can't know. No one can know. But we can try to imagine how he must have felt, what he prayed for, and the covenant he made to birth this great nation. So I'm gonna ask you to do something with me. I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes. And if you don't wanna close your eyes, I need you to try to imagine. Let's go back with George Washington. Imagine with me. A lone rider dismounted and walking through the forest, leading his horse in the chill of an early morning winter. Snow is on the ground. The darkness of the forest is just beginning to break as the sun rises. Sleeping behind you, is an army that is ill-equipped. They are wounded. They are sickly. They are starving. They are unpaid, and they're deserting. You're weary from battle and fatigue. You find a spot where the sunlight has broken the canopy of the forest, and you tie your horse off to a deadfall. You remove your hat and you bow your head and take a minute to contemplate the events that have befallen you. You clasp your worn hands, you put them together for a powerful prayer. These are the hands of a farmer and a soldier. There begins a prayer on your lips and the words are selected carefully, choosing each as if they are to be carved in stone. For this isn't just a prayer, it's a covenant to keep. Listen, can you hear him? O Lord our God, most mighty and merciful Father, I, thine unworthy creature and servant, do once more approach thy presence. Though not worthy to appear before thee, yet I beseech thee for thy divine gardens. I declare this day with the utmost sincerity. I do do not find myself equal to the command I am so honored with and ask that Lord, you carry me upon your shoulders, the reflection upon my situation and that this army produces many an uneasy hour. I render thanks unto you for the abundance of your grace, and I thank you, Lord, for food, clothing, health, munitions, liberty, and the hopes for a better life. Lord, preserve and defend us from tyranny. Bless the people fighting and dying for this glorious land. Be a father to the fatherless a comforter to the comfortless, a deliverer to the captives, and a physician to the sick and wounded. Let thy blessings be upon our friends, kindred, and families. Be our guide this day and forever until your mission is complete. Father, continue thy mercy and favor to me this day and hereafter. Prosper my undertakings, let me have all my directions and success from thy bountiful hand. Let the bright beams of thy light so shine into my heart and enlighten my mind and understanding of thy blessed word that I may be enabled to perform thy will in all things and effectively resist all temptations of the world, the flesh, and of the devil. I pledge to you my most faithful obedience to the ends of my breath this day and forevermore, amen. Now again, we can't know what his words were, but my friends and patriots, we have a covenant to keep. The Savage Truth with Cicely Davis is a production of Front Page Magazine and the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Reproduction of this podcast without express written consent is prohibited.